Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Friday, January 15th. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here as always, but with the divisional round of games coming up this weekend, and in particular, the first game being the matchup between the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, we wanted to bring in a little bit of outside help to talk about this game, and so we are now joined by Rich Hill, the editor-in-chief of PatsPulpit.com, and Rich, I appreciate you joining us. Absolutely, always glad to be here. How are you guys doing today? We're good. We've uh, we've had some technical difficulties uh, all day, it appears, but we are finally uh, raring to go and pretty much ready here. And I know uh, Mark's had a full day as well. Yeah, I've had a full day, but I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to Rich. Um, you know, we've got a great, you know, these, Chuck, you and I were talking about this, these past two weeks, this week and last week, the wild card games and the divisional games, just two great weeks of football and the Patriots kick it off. And I guess we'll open it up to Rich with this question. This is a team that, you know, hasn't really been playing great football down the stretch, particularly on the offensive side. So Rich, as the Patriots enter the playoffs, what are you, your views on how this team looks? Yeah, I, I think that the Patriots will go as far as the health of that team can take them. And I, I think that a lot of people are fairly confident in this team, but there's the huge caveat that the expectations rely on these players remaining healthy. And so when we say that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC, that comes weighted with the the, the underlying idea that Julian Edelman is going to be healthy, Danny Amendola is going to be healthy, Rob Gronkowski, Brandon LaFell, even Tom Brady, that those guys are going to be healthy on offense. And that the offensive line, even, too, uh, left tackle Sebastian Bulmer battling an ankle sprain. Typical left guard Josh Klein is battling a shoulder injury. So pretty much starters at every single position on offense has, have been battling something over the past couple of weeks. And if Edelman isn't able to come back at at least 80%, if Rob Gronkowski, who came out today with injuries to both his back and to his knee, I mean, he's been battling those all week, I think that if these injuries are worse than anticipated or the Patriots aren't able to compensate for whatever these are, then it's very possible that their playoffs are already over. Rich, I want to hit you on something uh, that you had uh, put up on Pat's Pulpit, actually, talking about if you could pick any one player from this season who has gone on IR to come back and bring them back into this Patriots team for the playoff run here. I guess my question to you is, who do you think would be the most critical at this point to have back that has been out for any length of time? That's a good question. I mean, part of me at my heart would say Dion Lewis, because I think that he is truly the most dynamic player that the Patriots have lost. Uh, I, I think that if you look at the, the quality of players that have been sidelined, and I'll feel really bad if I'm standing any of them off the top of my head, but I think you look at Dion Lewis, Nate Solder, and Dominique Easley as those top three guys that the Patriots have really, truly missed. And maybe even as, as a dark horse, Carol Brown, I know that he didn't really play too much, but he was very reliable early on in the season. That he would just add a veteran presence on that backside. But all things considered, I think that Dion Lewis being out there, I mean, the, the Patriots have not been able to compensate for the loss. And James White is definitely not as strong of a runner. Uh, he's just as capable as a receiver, but the, the Patriots, and with, without Deion Lewis out there, that they're not able to utilize the running backs in space as effectively because James White isn't able to run the ball. And so teams don't really fear the Patriots running game. And so Deion Lewis is probably, honestly, I, I even said this back in, I want to say week eight of before his injury. I was going through a stretch of time where I thought that he was the most exciting player on the Patriots, and that is including Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. 
Rich, given the fact that you with Lewis out and the inability to sort of duplicate at least some semblance of a running attack with James White, you've got something on Pat's pulpit that shows how White's been able to, you know, kind of offset some of the losses in the passing game. He's contributed in that way, but the running game struggled without Lewis. Do you think with Edelman back, this is kind of going to be a game plan where it's just a lot of passes that are really just long handoffs and Brady's going to probably have to throw it 50, 55, 60 times just to try to like control the clock with a short passing game? I definitely do. I think that you look at this Chiefs defense that they're facing. They they have some really great pass rushers with with Justin Houston, Tom Mahali. You know he's a game time decision. D Ford. They have a nose tackle in Dontari Poe. They have one of the most underrated linebackers in the league in Derek Johnson. And I, I think that you look at this defensive front seven of the the Chiefs, and I, I say that that's definitely a strength of theirs. That that's something that you don't want to have to face on a regular basis. So you compare that defensive front to some of the others in the league, I, I would say that they don't have the same sort of depth that some of the other lines have. But it, this is, and I think that Jeff Howe of the Boston Herald or Greg Bedard of Sports Illustrated, one of them said that the Patriots could very well pull out their Seattle Seahawks game plan from last Super Bowl that involved Tom Brady throwing these quick passes out into space, hoping to take advantage of these oversized Chiefs defenders that won't be able to break down in space and tackle players like James White, like Edelman, and like Amendola. And so I, I think you're you're right. I think that without having a standard rushing attack, the Patriots are going to have to start throwing the ball into space. They're going to have to utilize that as an extension of the rushing game by just having these little quick little swing passes to get the running backs the ball in their hands. Rich, when we look at the uh, the other side of the ball here, the Chiefs' offense is not an offense that is really known for uh, the explosive play, in particular with some questions about whether or not uh, Jeremy Macklin is going to be active, and if he is active, how effective he's going to be. It doesn't seem to me that there is a major threat uh, from this Chiefs offense to attack the weak points of the Patriots, which at times this year they've struggled uh, you know, dealing with some of the quicker receivers in the league, and it really doesn't seem like Kansas City has the ability to attack some of those weak spots. I agree. I think that when you see the teams that have beaten the Patriots, you mentioned the, the quick little shifty receivers. That's something that the Eagles definitely tried to take advantage of with, with getting Darren Sproles the ball quickly. I don't really think that the Chiefs have any player that could really do that unless Albert Wilson suddenly becomes a, a superstar overnight. But I think that the other way that teams have been able to beat the Patriots are with the big shots, with the perfect dimes down the field on the sidelines where the safeties aren't able to get there in time. And I'm referring to the, the Brock Osweiler passes to Emmanuel Sanders right at the end of the, the fourth quarter, sure. where those are just perfect sideline passes. And that's not Alex Smith at all. Alex Smith does not have that game. If Jeremy Macklin is not able to play, I don't, or at least even play at a reasonable level, I don't think they have the quality of player there to even be on the receiving end if Alex Smith wanted to make those attempts. So if, if I were the Patriots and Macklin's not at 100%, uh, you definitely have to put all of your focus on stopping tight end Travis Kelsey. He's very, very good. Uh, and he would be the engine of that offense without Macklin. And if you have Kelsey in there, I mean, they like to use him all over the formation, but as with as tight ends go, the Patriots would be able to focus their entire defensive effort in the middle of the field, and that would help them try to slow down the, the Chiefs' rushing attack, which is really what gets them moving on, on a snap-by-snap basis. 
Speaking of that Russian attack, one of the things that Alex Smith can do is he can be a little bit dangerous on the edges in sort of that zone read scheme that they use at times. Um, last week, Houston tried some things to try to make sure that you know Smith wasn't going to hand the, wasn't going to keep the ball. They would use scrape exchanges on the edges to try to you know force him to hand the ball off. Is that something you think Kansas City might try to do to you know sort of attack the edges and get the linebackers sort of moving in space? I think so. I, I think that the Patriots defend that very, very well. And when we throw back to the Seattle Seahawks game plan, that, that was exactly what Russell Wilson did at quarterback to the Seahawks. They, they use a lot of the option up in Seattle. And I, I think where Smith truly shines is when he's able to see the play break down. So when it's a designed run, I don't think that he'll be able to take advantage of the Patriots' defense. You have a really savvy veteran in Rob Nakovich that won't let anything happen towards his side. Then you have quality players on the other side. I mean, if Chandler Jones is playing, he'll be on that side, or you can expect Jamie Collins or Donta Hightower to clean up on the other side. But the, the Patriots are really, really good at defending the, the read option offense. And where Smith could really take advantage, and I think this is where Macklin comes into play, is when the Chiefs clear out whatever's happening underneath. If they're able to sell and send Chris Connolly and Macklin on these deep routes, That'll force the Patriots linebackers to get a little bit deeper into their depth. And if that is what happens, then maybe a, a lane could crack open for Smith to try and scramble. And so I think that if he is able to make an impact on the ground, it's not going to be on those designed runs. But I think that they're going to be on those the, the tiny little play breakdowns that he's going to be ready to take advantage of. Rich, the uh, the last time these teams met was obviously that week four matchup back in the fall of 2014, where the Chiefs pretty much blew the doors off the Patriots. Uh, and from there, obviously, this Patriots team went on pretty significant run to end up winning the Super Bowl. Do you think with, with so many players still being on both of these teams from a year ago, do you think that plays into this in, in any way positively for either team or is it not a factor here? It definitely is. The press asked linebacker Derek Johnson of the Chiefs that same exact question, and he said, oh, absolutely, that we know that we can go and beat them. So that's something that the Chiefs know. They're not going to be afraid. They're not going to be intimidated by Bill Belichick on the other sideline. They know that once Tom Brady gets upset and gets pampered, that he starts making bad decisions. So they'll be ready for it. And I think it works as well on the other side, where the Patriots, there's zero chance that they're going to take the Chiefs lightly. The, the Chiefs are the hottest team in the league. The Patriots have limped into the postseason, and the Chiefs absolutely walloped them last year. So there's absolutely no way that the Patriots are going to be able to take that one lightly. I, I think that it works for both teams. Uh, it'll help both of their psychologies. And I, I think that there, there are so many changes that have happened over the years, and I, I think that both teams understand that. But deep down, they're going to try and draw from that week four game just to give them a little bit of fire to get them over the edge. And Rich, with with this game here being, you know, we talk about uh, the the Patriots offensive players that are either going to be coming back from injury or players that they're still missing. A lot of people are talking that this is going to be a pretty low scoring, pretty close game. And then you throw in the the weather as well with uh, predictions of, you know, high 30s, low 40s, and potentially some rain and snow. It seems like the type of game where special teams can come into play and make a difference here. And in particular, it seems to me that in the kicking game, the Patriots do have an edge with Steven Goskowski over Cairo Santos. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Goskowski is 
definitely the best kicker in the entire league. That's not even uh, for debate. Uh, he was definitely should have been first team All Pro last year as well, but he lost out to Adam Gary. But he has really been a true difference maker. Whether it's on kickoffs with his consistent out of bounds and just pinning them back on the twenty yard line, or just his extremely amazing and consistent kicking on field goals. The fact that he hasn't missed an extra point. I mean, he just adds so much value on a week-to-week basis that kind of flies under the radar, perhaps, or just goes underappreciated. Because Sanchez himself, he's a very, very talented kicker. But, I mean, with Koskowski, you don't have to worry about those extra points. You don't have to worry, really, about field goals under 45 yards. He's pretty automatic there. And so I think that when it comes down to it with the weather, if either team is unable to move the ball with much consistency, the Patriots will feel much more comfortable trotting on Goskowski to, to win the game. Now, Rich, I don't want to pin you down on a prediction. Maybe Chuck will do that. But I wanted to ask you, you know, we got three other games that we've got this weekend. And, you know, obviously the Pats play first. So this one's going to get out and get over with, hopefully with a victory for the Patriots. But what's the other game this weekend that you're most excited about just sitting down to watch as a fan? Oh, I, it's going to definitely be the, the Panthers versus Seahawks. I think that we did not see the true Seattle team against the Minnesota Vikings due to the negative temperatures that really kind of stopped their entire offense. And I, I think that the Panthers, they have a really great defense and it kind of complements with both of those teams having rising stars at quarterback. They have some really talented players on, on both of their at skill positions. Their defenses are really shining through. You'll have a Richard Sherman on one side versus a Josh Norman, two of the biggest personalities in all of football. And I, I think that this is going to be the best game of two equally matched teams. That can turn out well. You know, I, I think that when you come watch some football games and it's a defensive slugfest, it can be a pretty boring game. I mean, we, we've seen that with the AFC North year after year where – the Ravens and the Steelers fight into oblivion, and it really just becomes like a hockey fight at the end of the day. But I, I think that when you look at the Panthers and you look at the Seahawks, I think you can really appreciate the beauty in their defenses and, and how talented they are and how effortless they make it. And so I, I think that whether they're successful or not, that's the best and most evenly matched team on both sides of the ball. And I think that for me, that, that is what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Now, Rich, as Mark alluded, I often like to uh, you know, kind of ask people what their thoughts are and maybe what, what kind of predictions they might have for the game ahead. So I'm going to put you on the spot. When it's all said and done, when we're at uh, you know, four zeros on the clock here at the end of the game, what's the score, Patriots and Chiefs? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think that a lot of this does come down to the health, as I said earlier. I, I think that the Patriots really need Edelman to be healthy. They really need Tom Brady and Gronkowski. And there's just so many question marks. But what's kind of flying under the radar is the fact that the Chiefs have some question marks on their own. And I, there's been a lot of focus on Macklin, but there's also the fact that Houston's playing hurt. Holly is expected to be a game time decision. I think that Marcus Peters, I, I know that some people love him. He's really highly rated among around the league. He, he leads in interceptions. But he is vulnerable. He is a rookie, and it's hard to rely on that on a every snap basis. And so I, I think that you look at the issues of the Chiefs, I think that the Patriots could take advantage of those just as much as the Chiefs could take advantage of the Patriots. And therefore, I kind of lead with uh, the home team. I wouldn't be surprised if the Kansas City is able to cover the spread at 5.5. 5. 
but I think that the Patriots will ultimately win by, by roughly three or four points. And so my, my final score at the end of the day will be something like 24 to 20 Patriots. Outstanding. Well, Rich, I think uh, we're just about out of time today, and uh, definitely appreciate having you on, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up with you soon, okay? Awesome, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, Thanks, take Rich. care, Rich. Rich Hill from patspulpit.com. And, Mark, I, I got to tell you, when, when I look at this game, I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think either team has a, uh, a significant edge in this one. And really, I think the question is, you know, is this game played in the teens or in the 20s? Because I don't think anyone here is healthy enough to put more than 20, you know, 29 points on the board. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, conventional wisdom, that that's what we're looking at. I mean, the only thing that's kind of like that voice in the back of my head, having watched this Patriots, you know, organization over the past, you know, 10, 15 years while they've had this great run is they always seem to have that one game in the playoffs where they enter it and you've got questions about them. They haven't played well and they just put it together and they drop like a 40 burger on another team and nobody saw it coming. And, you know, maybe it won't happen. You know, maybe that's too much of an ask for this current Patriots team, but you know, there's just something in the back of my head that says, you know, a lot of people are adult in this team right now. There's the injuries. They haven't played well. They've had two weeks now to kind of get themselves ready for it. I mean, would it really surprise you to see them come out and just blow the doors off Kansas city somehow? Like it doesn't look like they've got the weapons to do it right now, but They've done it in the past. That's the only thing I'm saying. Some kind of unsung hero that you're completely not expecting. I mean, even not that. Like, you get Edelman back. um, You know, maybe they, you know, just throw the ball all over the lot and they can put up 40 points. I mean, the only question is with the weather and the rain. I mean, are they able to do it? They've done it before. I don't know. Just something I'm throwing out there. All right. Well, here's the deal. We've got about 30 seconds left here. We put Rich on the spot. I'm going to put us on the spot, too. we got to take some of our own medicine. Very I'm gonna well. I'm gonna go seventeen thirteen Patriots. What about you? I'm gonna go. You know what? I'll be the crazy man. I'll do it. I'll say thirty eight fourteen New England. All right, we've got Schofield on the board at thirty eight fourteen. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. ch- we're gonna Seven, check that one on Monday. Yeah, just direct all your hate mail to Chuck at insidethepylon.com. How about that? Outstanding, outstanding. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. But. We're out of time. We're done. We're done. I think, is, are we closing the book on the week? We are closing the book on the week to all of our listeners. We will be seeing you after the divisional round games. We'll get you all caught up on those on Monday and Tuesday. End of next week, we'll get you all prepped for the championship games. Winner of those goes to the Super Bowl. Until next week, for Chuck Zod and Mark Schofield, we are out. We'll see you in a couple days. <laughs>